0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Wheelbite, episode number six. We've officially put out six of these and almost have a full first season for all y'all out there to download. Remember, you can follow us on iTunes and you can always subscribe to our social media for updates at Wheelbite Podcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Also, feel free to check for constant updates on wheelbitesf.com. This week's topic, while most of our episodes have been focused on skateboarding's past, this one really focuses on its present as we review the first six months of 2018. A lot has happened, there's a lot of content. We say it in the episode, there's so much that comes out every year. So we can only keep track of so many things that come our way in skateboarding. So, if something came out this year that we don't discuss, we're going to be doing more episodes like this. Please feel free to tweet us, email us, talk shit on our Facebook page, whatever. But send us the edits you think we should be taking a closer look at. We cover a lot. Surprised this episode only came to be an hour and 12 minutes long, but... Thank you for tuning in, and enjoy this recap of 2018 so far.
1: Welcome to San Francisco. I feel
0: like I feel like it's dangling by a fucking strain of bone marrow.
1: East Coast powerhouse. Fuck the New York. I stab you in the the world. And I'll take out the Jenny harness if you slide that mm-hmm. 75-foot handrail. Mm-hmm. I especially like the mm-hmm. flip of the
0: board. Mm-hmm. All right, and we are off to the races. What up, what up? Welcome to another episode of Wheel Bite. This week's topic, a total cop-out, current events, because... You know, I know most of the time on this show we're talking about skateboarding that happened when both Jay and myself were fucking toddlers eating popsicles waiting for the ice cream truck to come back around the block. But, I mean, we do actually pay attention to skating nowadays as well. So we're going to talk about what's been going on in 2018. You know, we're about halfway through the year at this point, and we wanted to get some shit out there about how we feel about What's happening these days? So just going to talk about one of our personal favorite whatevers of 2018. And so far, my biggest thing, uh, the Converse video, Purple, unbelievable project. Loved the soundtrack, loved a lot of the parts. You know, we got a great split part with Brian De La Torre, Al Davis, Luis Lopez had a bang and ender, Bobby DeKaiser with the kickoff. Great to see some Kenny Anderson footage, Rainy Barris, all, all these fools. Uh, I love all of them and what they bring to skateboarding. And the video as a whole was just great project, great thing to watch from a major corporate shoe entity.
1: Yeah, uh, Con's put out a killer video, kind of like a surprise a little bit too. Yeah, I feel it caught people off guard. It kind of caught, right, it caught everyone off guard. It kind of just popped up out of nowhere. Um, We didn't have an ice cream man in San Francisco. Oh, you didn't have ice cream trucks? I'm sorry you were deprived of such commodities. We had to go outside of the city to find an ice cream man. But anyways... (laughs) I figured in the avenues there would be one, you know, circle on the block, making kids' dreams come true. Daily City was the closest to any ice cream man going on in San Francisco, as far as uh, I knew. Jay Green here. Uh, Favorites for the first half of the year. I really was super happy to see uh, the part Dave Mayhew put out. Uh, again kind of came out of nowhere he may or may not even like i don't think that was like an official sponsored thing by thrasher so just to for me to think that he was like i just like want to film a video part like maybe even on his own it was
0: this collaboration thrasher and enjoy have been doing oh that's called, right, like, the right, Panda right Patrol. Right. yeah yeah and yeah he did that part and it was yeah fucking awesome. but
1: dave mayhew just bringing back all sorts of storm memories uh for me Always been a favorite of mine. It was really cool to see him in his in his older years come out and like not put together, kind of like a oh he still skates like that's cool part. But like he fucking ripped in that part.
0: He had some really good tricks. Was that a frontside three sixty heel flip at one point? He does.
1: I'm not sure, but I don't know. He does some crazy maneuvers. He definitely maneuvers. like has. Uh, has still that signature dave mayhew super techie a lot of cool like really techie bank tricks he has in there cool ledge tricks i didn't see any d3s in that part though i'm sorry to report Uh, a whole lot of nikes he's rocking a whole (laughs) lot of dunks in that part he's uh maybe possibly found a larger check with nike than possibly the d3 checks maybe i don't know those D3 checks, I'm sure, were out of control. And then uh, I really like the Vans video. The kid, what's his name? Tyson Peterson had a, a really, really good part. Uh, that kid rips. He brings some really gnarliness to long, big rails. And he has a really, really good trick selection. I like um, that
0: jacket he was
1: wearing for most of it, too. Yeah, the, that, that, that starter-looking <laughs> throwback jacket.
0: Yeah. I'm all for people doing tricks in starter jackets and I would like a starter jacket. So if any listeners out there have an old Charlotte's Hornet, uh, Charlotte Hornets starter jacket, the same one that I had when I was a kid, please send it my way. Obviously one of the big things in all of skateboarding forever and always will be covers, magazine covers, even though, you know, people aren't reading magazines the way they did all these years ago It's still such an important thing in any skater's career if they get a cover. That being said, it should be noted that in six months of twenty eighteen, Jamie Foy has already had two covers.
1: The Foy onslaught from not really picking up where he left off, continuing from He's just still going. Skater of the Year. He has had two other parts, I believe, now in these uh first five months or so of the year first six months of the year after everything that won him sody last year
0: right yeah he's still going strong and not really showing any sign of slowing down which is awesome to see you know sometimes you might win Sodi and the hype might die down a little and it might cause you to kind of reevaluate and maybe not skate as much because you've already got some clout but Jamie Foy does not know what the definition of that is.
1: He it's cool. Has just
0: kept going. It's
1: cool because he's clearly having fun still. Absolutely. He, just want, he like wants to skate. Like it hasn't slowed him down at all.
0: No, that's totally true. It's so awesome to see because he just seems like the type of dude who deserves to have all of this happening to him. You know, he's yeah. He's clearly. Got a good heart in the game. You know, when you hear interviews with him or just see footage of him, he seems like a friendly guy and he's enjoying himself and he's challenging himself, but not necessarily stepping out too far from his own lane that he has carved out.
1: So he's got a smile on his face. Yeah. He's always laughing.
0: It should be noted that one of the covers that Jamie Foy had, though, is that he crooked grinded El Toro and that he did it fucking first try. (laughs) Like, first try. I mean, that's... he 50 50 did a handful of times first, but then the dude just fucking K grinds one of the gnarliest rails in the history of skateboarding. You know, something that a lot of skating's biggest dudes have ever claimed. And
1: he just does it immediately. That's kind of his thing, though, too. How he just kind of manhandles these enormous fucking rails with his signature tricks.
0: And that's why he is able to have this onslaught is because it's not that it's not challenging for him, but he just has that natural ability. Like, I mean, we all kind of saw it in 2017 on King of the road and how he his was process. Doing. Yeah. You just see how quickly he makes things happen. Yeah. And that's something that very few skaters ever have.
1: It doesn't hurt that he has a really sick, stylish, trick like signature trick on Mm lock and the front crooks so he's able to take that to almost clearly he can do it on damn near anything i mean in
0: that sense he's kind of similar to like a john cardiel you know where john was one of those dudes who could just do everything he had to do in a very quick amount of time you know and just throw his all into it There have been a couple other notable magazine covers that have come out this year. I mean, obviously, Jamie Foy is the big one, but... The Pedro Barros, was that a board slide or a lip slide?
1: It was a board slide. Yeah, the in San Francisco. I don't even know where that house in San Francisco is, but... I think it looks like it's in Hunter's Point, like the Bayview kind of. Dude, it's just, I don't even understand
0: how someone thought to do that. When I saw that cover at the fucking local grocery store, yeah, uh, I looked at it and just, I had to stop shopping and just be like, holy fucking shit, like... How is this dude? How do you even think to get up on something like that?
1: Both of these covers we mentioned the front crook and the the board slide. Thrasher did my wars on him, and it's really cool to see. Like usually, you know, when we were growing up, you didn't see what goes into a cover unless or it was like maybe 411. You saw it in a video yeah. or write a four one one or something. But how dope is it to see like? Just kind of the the lead up, especially to the the board slide, was really cool. He's talking about like the tough angle he had to take and like dealing with like the neighbors and stuff like that. It's a cool little insight into seeing such a dope still shot. Yeah, that you may or may not see the actual footage to normally.
0: Mm-hmm. And now that Transworld too has gone to bi monthly magazines, they've only had three covers this year. And the one cover they had, though, that I have looked at a thousand times because I think it's amazing is the Daywan song Hand Slap. He's in the side of like a circle on the side of some office building down in Southern California. And it's just such a classic Daywan move. But it also says a lot about Daywan's legacy as a skater because that dude is in his. 40s at this point and can still get a fucking magazine cover and it's still something impressive that we haven't necessarily seen before i mean a hand slap is a trick that a lot of like cool goofy tranny guys will do but the fact that he had to like climb into this thing on the side of a random building somewhere and, you know it's all glass on one side it made for an epic photo and you know i was stoked to see that day had that cover
1: Classic day one. Yeah.
0: So when it comes to video content, though, which is, I mean, nowadays how we process about
1: 90% of skateboarding. It's so easy to just fall into what edits did we see this year as far as, like, trying to cover everything that's happened in skateboarding, which is not the case. Like, there's all sorts of other things going on in the skateboarding world that are worth revisiting and discussing other than just like the constant onslaughts of edits and little vi- cool videos that are being put out on the internet for free that being said if we don't cover
0: your favorite video you've seen this far first off yeah. tell us email that shit to us and i mean we plan on doing these episodes relatively frequently so Send it to us.
1: We'll do it in the next one of all the current events shit. We're not sorry if we didn't cover your shit because there's so much shit coming out constantly.
0: It's hard to even keep track of all the good shit that's coming out. Now, that being said, one of the very first things that came out this year that, in my opinion, has been one of the best things in skating in 2018, is Spitfire's arson department. Now, granted, part one came out at the end of 2017, and part two was one of the first things that came out in 2018. I was lucky enough to be at the premiere of that video, and that was one where hearing crowd reactions to the tricks you saw was so worth it and so enjoyable. It's just a crew. Like, what
1: a crew, dude. Yeah, they have all
0: the best people. They really do. Such a fucking solid crew. And I mean, I get it. You know, there were only a handful of great wheel companies. But with these videos, you know, Spitfire had a great video back in 1993, I think it was. It was a classic. You know, you had Coco Santiago, Cardiel jeremy and jonas ray jason dill drake jones so many good people back then that it's the kind of video you watch now and you're like wow i can't believe back in 93 spitfire had all those people but they've just always had a stacked squad because ultimately i think spitfire is probably the best and most notorious wheel company they've had the best image for years they make a quality
1: product they have well um, they have like the most identifiable, one of the most identifiable logos. I
0: was just about to say they have one of the best logos ever. I rocked a Spitfire
1: hat a ton when I was a little kid. You know they, but the way they, awesome. the way they put it together too is very like it seems like a Spitfire video, yeah, or like an edit. You know, it has that kind of rough, gritty. A lot of San Francisco footage, a lot of Bay Area footage, a lot of the dudes who you expect to see, and it's like like a little hectic montage style too so it's cool that they've been able to kind of adapt but still keep it like spitfire style yes
0: it's great too because that one was a lot of both street and transition you know you have all this footage of ishad and grant taylor and ronnie sandoval killing potrero park but then you cut to like Harry Lintell killing it in the streets or Matt Gottwig and Jack Curtin ripping it at the Island. And, you know, they've got all that variety and they're able to kind of put it all together in a way that isn't boring and it doesn't necessarily get tired. It's, mm-hmm. it's interesting the whole time. Yeah. And, the fact that both those edits were about, you know,
1: 12 to 15 minutes. You put them together, you
0: got yourself a full video. A
1: video right there. Yeah. Super smart that they split them up too. That's one of the best things. And it's Yeah, keep them coming, man. Yeah,
0: it's been so awesome to see all that footage. And some of the San Francisco spots they're choosing too. Like, we know where a ton of them are, and it's just great to see, oh, like they hit that thing, or oh, they murdered this trick on that thing. You know, seeing Ishad destroying the Dolores Park set of stairs was fucking awesome. You know, when they built that thing, you know, they redid the park a couple of years ago and I can remember looking at that set of stairs being built and thinking, oh, this is going to become one of the next big spots and Ishad has just fucking murdered that thing. You know, the fact that all the transition stuff was in there too between the Treasure Island DIY spot and Potrero, it's showing that transition And street now, there's less of a line between the two. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to a few years back, Uh, one of the edits that really showcased that there was an all female skate edit called Please Don't Touch My Boob. And NHS and Thrasher put it together. And I actually remember seeing some of the women on that skate trip, you know, promoting it on Instagram and. Saying that they were going on the trip, and that was a good edit to see because almost every woman in that video has different style. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. were able, and they were able to all go on that trip together and stack footage at spots that catered to all of them.
1: They got yeah, they got everything covered. That's a a pretty pretty dope squad, and I also like seeing the change of pace, like a group of girls together as opposed to just like. Some a fucking van full of dudes who are just like being dudes, ruining the yeah, just <laughs> ruining their bodies and lives out <laughs> like further by the moment. Slamming beers in the van.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, all the women at the end are like singing
1: Motown together and getting Mannies and petties.
0: It's so such a great juxtaposition, and it's great that this is even something that we have the option to see in 2018. You know, there's been other all-female edits as well that have come out in the past couple of years. But I think this one is just super high profile because of who it featured, you know, right. and, um, and
1: just girls are, you know, they're it's an emerging thing in skateboarding right now. And and the skating is dope, too. Uh, I mean,
0: the people that get showcased in that edit a lot are like Samara Brevard, Lizzie Armato, uh, Lacey Baker, Nora, Nora. Vasconcellos and uh, Nicole House. And they, some of them, like, you know, Nora and Lizzie and Nicole all skate transition, but totally Mm. different types of transition skating, too. Like, Lizzie's very much pool skater, Will Smith grind the coping on fire type of girl, while Nora is,
1: like... They're they're pretty similar, though. But
0: Nora's not really ripping the bowl the same. She's more, like, banks and, like, hips and stuff. Like, she did that fucking uh, front... Was it front three, back three? I think back three. Yeah, over, back three. Yeah, it was the back three like over a, the flat,
1: the ditch, ditch spot. Yeah. And like
0: the way she like kicked her foot off and everything was super stylish. Like it's a little different in terms of how they're skating. But then you have like, Lacey is tech as fuck, man. Yeah, she like, rips that, big time. That girl is not afraid to fucking do some combo
1: that is gonna take her super several sick, hours super to probably sick master. Uh, manual, manual tricks.
0: And then Samaria just goes big, dude. Yeah. Like she's board sliding ten stair handrails and yeah. fucking shit that will definitely fuck you up if you eat shit. <laughs> and you know it's good that they're stepping to some of this stuff because you know now women in skateboarding is a legitimate it's a legitimate market you know it's yeah. it's not like there's like a couple here and there so like you gotta like make female products to and it's not cater. a gimmick yeah either. no they're like they are in the fucking crust with everybody else yeah. and getting their hands dirty and that's why it's such an emerging market you know you you are going to see more female skaters over the next few years because you have this solid group of girls that are inspiring the younger generations that, yeah, it is okay for women to get out there and skateboard. You don't need to be afraid of like all the bullshit. You're definitely going to have to overcome some bullshit because there's always some fucking inbred fucking meathead assholes out there who are going to make your life hell. But you know what? Like I'm sure all those women dealt with those problems at some point while they were coming up skating, and they persevered regardless. So now they get their own edit at NHS, while those fucking closed-minded meathead assholes are fucking bagging groceries somewhere in middle America.
1: With a message to go along, as the title is Please Don't Grab My Boots. Yeah,
0: (laughs) exactly. Making their own little feminist statement in a clever title that edit was short like you know the spitfire edits together are basically a full video right and then the female skate tour short edit and like these short edits are nowadays you know that's how we take in so much of our skating and see some of the best shit because these pros will work on this one like five minute Mm -hmm. edit super hard and no one Exemplified that more this year than fucking Nija Houston.
1: I want to point out with the Spitfire edit and Please Don't Grab My Boob edit that these ones are... How do I put this? They're a little more straightforward and kind of to your point, mm-hmm. like this nija edit, they marketed this thing for like a good minute before it even dropped, right? We all oh, yeah. knew it was coming. It kind of coincided with a shoe that with Nike that he had coming out. It just had like a, a big push behind it. It was very uh, very big production. Her, you know, Nyjah Houston being one of the biggest names in skateboarding.
0: Yeah, though, it's not just that, too. I mean, Nyjah teaming up with fucking Ty Evans as his personal filmer, you know, all of a sudden, one of the most innovative, biggest names in skateboard filmmaking is your guy that you just call up every day to go film with. You know, that's the equivalent of being a fucking actor and wanting to get a movie done and just calling up Michael Bay.
1: Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: Some fucking gnarly, like, action-packed innovator. Yeah.
1: They're Even- actually almost, like, they're two really extreme people. They seem to, like, probably work really well together. Oh,
0: I imagine they work perfectly together because... Niger's is willing to fucking put it all on the line to get something that is super unfathomable and difficult. And not only that, Ty Evans is the kind of guy who exact same. will want to do the same thing. And he's just as motivated to get it as you are because he knows he's going to possibly have to alter the spot. He's going to have to do all sorts of recon work to make sure that the spot is skatable. And, yeah, I mean, there's even that clip where Nyjah is, like, going up for the grind in front of the fucking cop. You see the cop walking towards the stairs as he's coming down. That's unreal. Like, you can't even plan that type of shit. (laughs) I mean, the real question, though, is does this get Nyjah's skater of the year? But I think we'll come back to that towards the end of this episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, as far as the skating for the part, it was amazing. It was... I don't want to say what you could expect from Nyjah, but kind of, it was, it was really, really, really gnarly stuff. And one thing I actually really respect and like about Nyjah and with this specific part is he kind of came out and said, I'm like, right now I'm kind of specifically focusing on skating big rails. Like that's, what's fun to me. And that's kind of what this part showcases. You hear a lot of people talking shit about parts that are like very favored towards one sort of skating of a big rail or manual tech whatever it be. I just like that he kind of just addressed it like straight up. You don't see that very often. I do respect him for fucking really
0: pushing himself in that part. Even though if it was to just kind of push a shoe on us. And if that was the case, like, I ain't going to buy a shoe, but I will enjoy the skating. Yeah. Now, when it comes to shoes this year, so much to discuss. Big piece of news is that Brian Herman left America. And, I mean, it's fucking Brian Herman leaving the company that kind of helped jumpstart his career. Because one of the big first parts he had was in this is skateboarding
1: he's leaving the nest
0: yeah dude he's he's about to fly on his own and i give him credit for that because you know you gotta grow and brian herman might
1: you know he's been there for 15 plus years at this point you know well he's a veteran now and we're seeing that's the way of the industry with a lot of our veterans yeah as they're breaking off to start their own thing they know the inner workings of a company you know especially something like brian herman in america where he's i imagine was pretty involved in the company being you know reynolds is you know like someone he's looked up to and been close friends with forever i'm sure he has a good idea of what he'll be doing with his his new company yeah but it
0: is sad to see him leave that squad, though, because, you know, he totally, he definitely jived with everyone
1: on that team. And legendary video parts. Yeah.
0: I mean, that more than anything, that fucking Stay Gold intro where he's just murdering picnic tables is one of the coolest things that he yeah. has ever done in his career. So props to him and John Minor. And that's what I think I'll miss the most. Like going back to the whole Naja Tai uh, working relationship, I think that just, you know, Brian Herman. Had a good relationship with John Miner and Beagle, who did a lot
1: of filming for those America videos. So something to be said about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, the connection between you and your
0: filmer. Good, a good relationship like that can go a long way in terms of the product that you guys put out together. In the other grand scheme of shoe gossip, uh, Converse put out their first big video in skating. Now, the guy that they hired to film it or like direct it, I don't really know what his background in skating was, but I do know that Ryan Garshell, who is the GX guy, did a lot of the filming for that video. And that video, I mean, I already mentioned earlier that it was my favorite thing that has come out in 2018, but that video really did have a huge impact on me, not just because it was a full length in a time where full lengths don't really exist, but As far as a full-length shoe video went, I think the last great shoe video
1: we had was Stay Gold. You haven't stopped talking about the fucking Converse video since it came out. No,
0: I haven't. I fucking love that video. But everyone was like, what about Van's Propeller? And like, yeah, that was like dope, but it didn't really connect with me that way. Propeller
1: is more like, The Converse video was 20 minutes long. Like, Propeller. No, Converse video is longer than that. Really? Yeah, it's maybe like a half hour, 45 minutes. What? No way. Yeah. Propeller was like an hour, and that was like a fucking doozy.
0: And it was like one of those IMAX skate videos where the fucking filming is all really crazy and, you know, everything looks super high def. But also, the Vans video, I think, kind of disappointed me back in when did it come out, like 2014 or 15? But I think it bummed me out because they advertised so many fucking names. You know, Steve Caballero is going to have footage, John Cardi, Like, obviously, we knew Cardiell wasn't going to have a full part, but they still threw his name on the fucking packaging and all these other people. And I'm like, cool. Like, I can't wait to see anything that these guys do. And then when it came time, it's like, oh, they just have like one clip in this beginning montage that is like supposed to. Showcase the evolution of skating and whatnot. Yeah,
1: well, they're, all these big companies have done that. Nike has done that. Adidas certainly did it in away Days with Bonds yeah. and a few other folks.
0: Well, Nike did it though. But at least, like, I mean, you still got a full Lance Mountain part and shit like that. You know, <laughs> you still did get to see some of those dudes come back. But I just felt Converse was a really well-rounded video. Everyone got a part and everyone was able to shine and everyone who did deliver parts was so good you know you had the brian Della la torre al davis part You had the louis lopez bangers where you know he got a cover for his ender in that video for thrasher
1: this another month. louis lopez part after a serious sody run last year yeah he was
0: he was probably the second choice for yeah,
1: Uh I think he was he was a, most people's first choice, not taking anything away from Jamie Foy, but Louis Lopez certainly, just like Jamie Foy, just kept going. Like, that is so hard to do within a span of basically a year, just continuously put out quality footage like that. Right. Just seeing people too, like...
0: One of my favorite things, too, is seeing parts from like Sean Pablo and Sage and, you know, watching. I mean, one of the best parts about skating is you get to watch people kind of grow and find their own style. And like someone like Sage and Sean Pablo, they've both really honed in on what they're able to bring to the table in the grand scheme of skateboarding.
1: And it's really cool to see what Converse is able to put together as far as different types of skating and the the coastal skating. So they come out here with Brian Tellatore and they got the kind of classic GX footage, like gnarly SF spots one or two hits and then a crazy hill bomb Mm -hmm. and then you got the sean pablo and sage footy of these dudes just mobbing around nyc hopping over giant benches and shit like yeah
0: or crushing la schoolyards or something
1: along those lines right
0: yeah i mean that that video was just so well-rounded and i can appreciate it too because converse had the money to do something like van's propeller you know, they're a huge corporate shoe entity, but they chose to go the other route and kind of make a product that would resonate with certain types of skaters.
1: Well, they got some creatives behind that, you know, they got a better idea now and Nike owns Converse. So it's interesting to see like, they're not the same company. They've never been the same company. Obviously Nike, acquired converse way later in converse's existence but you know they have a major corporate big backing like nike but it's cool to see how they're they're differentiating themselves uh as converse's has more of kind of a you know nike's way more jockey you definitely could say, and converse is cultivating more of a seemingly street kind of I don't, I don't know about. Almost like an artsy but... hipper vibe, too. Kind, right yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean,
0: just the people they have on their team or and the music they chose, it was more of that yeah. like hipster, or uh, had... as my friend called it, avant Nar, which is actually
1: a term coined by uh, shout out to Nick Murray for coining that shit. And the way they put their footage together, you know, the way they put the footage together in the video and things like that the team they've definitely did a good job and that video was a fucking knockout and then uh, you loved the vans video
0: too yeah, like yeah. i mean not to take away from vans because i know i was saying that i didn't think too highly of propeller but the video that they put out this year with tyson peterson and chima ferguson you know those are two dudes who are just fucking killing and didn't kyle walker have a part in that yeah too? so
1: they actually the vans video and the converse video are are the way they're edited and put together are kind of similar actually to where you know not everyone like the propeller video where they had very seriously featured parts you know ave and dill and had these like really heavy parts how cons kind of jumped around like they had parts but there was kind of a a montage jump around feel vans did a similar thing they definitely had parts but it was shorter and it wasn't as drawn out and seemingly big production as something like propeller
0: right right it was more low-key and i mean chima dude and chi- yeah chima's okay, and man. just
1: seeing you know the handful of tricks that kyle walker is able to throw in there And, you know, it's just it's it's cool for such a big company like Vans to see someone like Tyson Peterson get first part and shine.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like Jamie Foy, too. I think K-Walks is just one of those dudes who his onslaughts continuing, but he's also just sort of having fun doing the things he's good at. That's why he's able to just I didn't even realize it was him like for the first like minute or so that it, you know it's just vans everyone's ripping
1: and then all of a sudden it kind of hit me like oh that's Kyle Walker right there yeah he's just that good it's again like i don't know it's cool to see with vans that you got to be content heavy these days with the internet and social media and all this stuff like propeller was a couple years ago but previous to that you're now you weren't seeing a ton of stuff from vans. From they did
0: that one a couple of years ago too with like uh, the one of, them of Kyle Walker and Elijah Burl, the one that basically won Kyle Walker Skater of the Year.
1: Yeah. yeah but I was... mean, as far as like putting out like a. a well, no, that's collective what I'm saying. They're, they're doing stuff more regularly yeah. now.
0: You get these little like 10 to 15 minutes van edits. That was a lot of plural words in one sentence. Um, but you get all those edits, and they're really fun to watch because you are seeing some of the dudes who are the best at skateboarding. I mean, obviously, if they're on vans, they are a certain caliber of skateboarder. Now, when it comes to online content, though, and you're talking about putting a bunch of edits out, one crew that has slowed down tremendously now and putting out edits regularly and consistently is the GX1000 crew. I mean, those dudes are putting out edits all the fucking time from all sorts of crazy trips. And I mean, it's because, you know, so many of them are going pro and we did mention that Ryan Garshall is the fucking filmer with Converse doing a bunch of the stuff for their videos. So no longer is that footage being put into independent edits. That shit is being put into the video parts that these dudes need to give to their sponsors.
1: I think it's cool that we talk about GX, 1000 fairly often I mean on they our, are, they our are our kind show. of
0: the biggest thing in San but Francisco right now so I think I it's, it's
1: dope transitioning from what we're talking about before like big companies like Vans and Converse I think it's cool to pay attention to that GX has transitioned into a brand now but they started it kind of as like a crew yeah you know what I mean and I think it's super dope that they're Gaining one of the biggest followings, almost. I I they have a brand. They're selling clothes and products now. But like I still see them in their following and their edits more as like a posse cut than them pushing their brand. I think it's interesting and super dope that they have the clout. They kind of are have the sauce right now in the skateboard industry, and they're not necessarily like a very big brand or like i said like i don't really think of their edits as pushing a brand essentially
0: and not only that you know they put out the El Camino edit this year which was them putting a new twist on what they already do like with the mm-hmm. crazy hill bombing and the fact that they worked this car into every trick that they shot for the video is just a really awesome and impressive idea cuz yeah you
1: don't see the whole conceptual video too much
0: yeah and the fact that they did the whole thing like where one of the videos was them skating cars and one of the videos was them skating grates, and like they had all these different ideas but this whole thing with the el camino is just so awesome and spot on and the fact too that it ends with them torching
1: the fucking thing it's got thrasher written all over it if you ever
0: want to get your shit on <laughs> thrasher
1: i think you just need to light something on some fire. sort of fire feature uh we were just talking shit before this episode saying <laughs> God, why does why does Thrasher always make somebody Smith grind through a fire? Yeah, that's kind of their trademark. But I mean, don't get me
0: wrong; it gets me hyped every single time. It seems to work, man. <laughs> yeah, it I definitely guess. makes me be like, yeah, all right, <laughs> Smith grind through the fire. Yeah, hardcore. <laughs> but um, rock and roll. The the flip side though of like the GX thing though. You know, they did make the El Camino edit. They got articles written up about
1: them in GQ, GQ. and the New York Times. So they're wearing fucking three hundred dollar fucking hide fashion garments while bombing hills and fucking yeah. Anyway, I, I mean, <laughs> that's for another time. Yeah,
0: granted, I'm guessing like they were paid some money and got those oh, clothes so. for free. And I mean, it's it's good on them. But there's the flip side of that where like. When this one edit came out, I actually thought it was a GX edit at first, only to find out that it was not. And that's this edit that came out called H Deep Fried, which was filmed very similarly and it was some of the same people, like there was some crossover humanoids skating in that thing, but same kind of style, a lot of that quick hit SF hill bombing stuff. And those dudes were taking their skating to some serious spots in that edit. And in the past few years, you know, San Francisco has really come back on the skateboarding map. It was very focused in LA for a while before that, and San Diego, and even uh, a lot of New York
1: stuff. I was
0: going to say, even a lot of New York, but man like the gx crew and what they're doing and then now that everyone comes to san francisco and wants to kind of do the same shit they've really helped make san francisco the center of skateboarding attention again
1: they've changed the look of san francisco skateboarding yeah it's big not just it's too. not just
0: like the pier or embarcadero or like the spots that everyone thinks of and remembers about san francisco they are really taking it to the grittier cuts Of the city. They're not afraid to go venture out into the avenues or up to Twin Peaks or whatever and hit all the stuff in between. So, while we're on the subject of dudes who, you know, we talk about the H Deep Fried video and there's some GX crossover and you do get some appearances by like T Funk and whatnot, but you did see a lot of people in that video that were on the AM level or on the come up. And you can't talk about amateur skateboarding in 2018 without discussing Jagger Eaton's Tampa winning run. I mean, it's just a minute of perfection.
1: Yeah, that kid has perfect style. He knows he knows uh, how to make flowing through a skate park like that look really good. And he made it look easy. Like, holy shit, he did a fucking
0: blunt frontside flip out on one of the quarter pipes, and it looked effortless to him. It looked like he'd been doing it all the fucking time since he was a small child. So
1: props to that fucking dude for... Since, since he was a small child. He I mean, he, guess, is I guess he is child. a small child.
0: I mean, he's 16. He's not that small of a child. That's just, man, that's insane. Small child to me is like 11.
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: 16, you're a fucking teenager on the brink of being a fucking full-grown
1: nah, boy. my man can't even grow a mustache yet. <laughs> Come on. But, I mean, he dazzled everyone at Tampa with that run. As soon as that
0: shit came online, it was fucking everywhere. You couldn't escape it. You know, I don't really pay attention to Tampa when it's happening. I mean, I should, but I don't. I don't really care about watching contests live. I just care about like the recap and seeing what dope shit was done. But that was something that the minute it happened, everyone fucking
1: saw it and knew about it. Well, he has a really dope mix between street skating park skating like tranny and he's able to put it all together with like his own kind of dope style he definitely doesn't have little kid style no me and the homies always very developed there's like you can always tell when a kid's really good but he has like little kid style still you know he he's got man style and he knocked that knocked that one out with the quickness i also appreciate that it's a different name it wasn't Nijah houston it wasn't paul rodriguez it wasn't like a fucking uh, ba- like a hall of famer basically who wins it usually it's a fairly big name that wins tampa and not that this kid's a nobody but he was
0: it wasn't someone you would expect right? necessarily yeah, maybe yeah.
1: a little more of a underdog which is always good to see and it's good for skateboarding
0: And now like that run, you know, it went viral and naturally you got to bring some stuff up in skateboarding this year. That was the result of going viral. I mean, the big one, I think that got seen around the world was that dude bombing the hill and fucking eating shit. Jack Curtin filmed it. He eats shit and slides a good like. Yeah almost a (laughs) hundred feet it was the gnarliest fucking slide like that i've ever seen how that dude had skin after that fucking fall was beyond me i have no idea but that was a huge clip that like just got sent around the fucking world one that happened recently too though it's funny shout out to my homie who helped make this clip happen but uh garvey in new york so for those of you who haven't seen this clip, this homie's going to go over a flight of stairs, and there is a bunch of metal barricades at the top. As he's going for the kickflip, a cop throws the metal barricade Security at him. Security guard. Yeah, my friend like grabs the thing so that he can get through and kickflip it real quick, and in the process, the cop rips it out of his hands and fucking throws it at him in the air. Still lands the flip, Goes and then he fucking 50 50s a handrail. <laughs>
1: so yeah. that was pretty impressive. Almost captured the severe brutality, abusing the security guard title. He almost bapped him super hard with it's, that fucking giant thing.
0: And it's just funny because. You read so much about police brutality and bad security and bad cops overusing their power. This was a perfect example of such a case. Like, this dude should not have been fucking throwing this thing at a man. Regardless, like, that's another clip that got seen around the fucking world, I feel like. And then a bunch of clips have surfaced of this fucking rail here in San Francisco right by Fisherman's Wharf that just sort of shoots you out on all these sharp rocks. So a bunch of clips have been making the rounds on the web
1: that resemble that. That rail's been around forever. It's always interesting when that happens, something that's been around forever, and you kind of look at it, and then all these years later, it starts getting skated and annihilated. Yeah. And I mean, again... This is,
0: we've had our whole social media episode earlier this year, and we talked a lot about those issues. But it is fucking awesome that raddest clips can go viral and get seen by everybody just because they were something super gnarly. You don't have to be the biggest skater anymore.
1: They end up on all these funny Instagram, like viral pages yeah,
0: skater memes or or some like like i've
1: seen the the hillbomb one that you're just talking about i've seen that one on non-skateboard accounts just like flipping through instagram Mm -hmm. just like viral whatever accounts that's how far some of these videos some of these like skate clips or whatever reach on instagram and the internet and that's why i want to
0: bring up this next edit that came out this year that really blew the doors off a lot of shit. And that was uh, pizza skateboards thaw and order. You know, you have a crew of dudes who are clearly super good, but pizza is an interesting company to me because, you know, so many of the companies that are big in skateboarding right now. And, in, I mean, it's always kind of been this way, but it's, it's big because of someone whose name is tied to that company. like, you know, girl is Rick Howard and Mike Carroll. Birdhouse is Tony Hawk. Real is Jim Thibault and Tommy Guerrero. Like, there's always some sort of name tied in, but Pizza is like a straight up crew of people who don't really have that kind of name attached to their fucking team. And they put out, in my opinion, one of the best videos that we've seen in 2018 so far. They were not just destroying the spots that they hit but they were innovating huge with how they were skated you know some of the spots they chose were not easy and the tricks they chose for each of those spots were still super groundbreaking they destroyed this rail that we had here in fort mason
1: with a bunch of combos that just shouldn't be fathomable (laughs) i love that video i've watched it handful of times, which is rare for me in this day and age, with all the footage constantly coming out. like it's super rare that I'll take the time to rewatch something.
0: And that curved rail, too, that they skate a bunch in the video. I think it's in Los Angeles, the like the blue one that goes down the spiral stairs. The dude does the fucking kick flip back fifty fifty down it what the fuck, man, like, how do you even think to do something like that down a railing that's up against a wall down a spiral staircase? You know, locking into it is hard enough, and now you're throwing a fucking kickflip in there to get up onto it. It's just fucking unbelievable. And those dudes, like, I don't know if they got started by any sort of viral fame, but at this point, they're boasting some names like Chase Webb and Jesse Vieira that are just some of the biggest dudes in skateboarding right now and they did it on their own pretty much it's kind of commendable to see a small company like that going this
1: far and like really going the distance well the skating speaks for itself the skating goes a long way it's important to like you said pay attention to that like that's that is a trend right now in skateboarding which is the smaller companies. But I mean, the skating kind of just speaks speaks for itself, and that video, that edit, is definitely a good example of that. Half cab crooks, nollie back 180 to switch nose manual at Fort Mason. Holy fuck!
0: Yeah. Speaking of small companies, too, and a company that just got started recently and is making some serious headway in 2018, uh, shout out to Antoine Dixon for coming back in the game and getting down with the stray. You know, he's got some good people involved in this project. And I mean, it's just awesome to see Antoine kind of turning it all around for himself and coming back because that dude was such a natural blessed talent. And I mean, we talk about in the epically latered episode, you know, how he, was a very self-destructive personality. And I just feel skateboarding is one of the few things in this life where you can really fuck up really bad, but skateboarding will let you back in if you you feel you have something to offer it. And him coming back with a shoe company
1: and being involved with the people he's doing it with. And props to companies that are still wanting to give him a shot and a platform. You know, that's a big uh, leap of faith for could be for some, you know, like he's had a handful of in and outs of the industry and his career and just his own battle and it's cool to see people that are like, fuck yeah, let's go. I got your back. Like let's 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 make this comeback happen. He's totally capable and it looks like he's got his head on straight right now and that he's enjoying it and he's he's back on board and you're seeing clips of him. And it's been one of my most favorite things so far. Yeah, and I hope to see some serious
0: work from him soon because, you know, skateboarding does give him a second chance, and it's fucking awesome that he has that second chance. (laughs) Meanwhile, though, on the flip side of that, you know, it's good to see Antoine back in the game, but now we're seeing some serious controversy with a veteran of the game, and that's Jason Jesse. Uh, It was recently pointed out on Instagram that in some motorcycle interview from years and years ago, Jason Jesse went on a sort of racist, homophobic
1: rant. Well, apparently there's been several things, several signs and things like throughout his career that people have noticed or been a part of his clothing or some things that he said or some people maybe that he's supported or been affiliated with uh, in the past that were kind of known and maybe not like addressed and talked about because they were so far in the past or for whatever reason he seemed to grow out of that. But currently it's being, brought back and it's made having a huge impact on his career. He's been suspended by all his sponsors or the majority of his sponsors. I believe, uh, they've all released statements like denouncing all the racist and anything that has been affiliated with what he said or been affiliated with. And it's maybe one of the first, Times were like seeing something like this skateboarding? I was
0: gonna say, you know, in the past few years, we've had a lot of crazy things happen within our society involving people and their viewpoints and such matters. You know, you you see a lot of people getting called out for previous racist remarks or sexual harassment, like you know, there was the whole Bill Cosby thing, the Harvey Weinstein thing. And I can remember as all this was happening in the grand scheme of things, I can remember thinking, oh, it's great that skateboarding has like really remained okay throughout all of this. You know, like you haven't, you heard things about like baby scumbag being a little bit of a piece of shit. Um, but other than that, you know, he the, got wiped out real quick. Yeah, But I mean, his name was baby scumbag. Right, so yeah. how long was that going to really last? But skateboarding had remained kind of safe from all that, in my opinion. And then, someone brought it up to me the other day about the jason jesse thing and i was like oh there it is you know yeah as i'm talking about this it should be noted within the last 24 hours roseanne was canceled off abc because she said some racist racist shit (laughs) shit on twitter because she's a fucking idiot and she's already issued statements apologizing but you know what like you got fucking caught you're an idiot. And Roseanne did a lot for TV with her show and everything, but you know what? Yeah, but fuck the, that. The jig is up, dude. You got caught, and now Jason Jesse, unfortunately, is in the same boat. And I mean, hopefully there aren't any other skaters that are still like in a very big spotlight within the industry that have similar things in their past, because you know people dig for that shit now. You cool. know, we live in a call-out culture
1: being skateboarding being the community it is it's great to see that his sponsors and the people that did back him and are paying him and have endorsed his name big time are publicly taking a stance against this they did it really quick and they did it in a good way and you know just because it's skateboarding and it's and it's been known to be a counterculture and not your norm it's not a sport it's not squeaky clean skateboarding as a whole has never cared about maintaining a squeaky clean image and with that's this true. whole thing happening it's it's actually cool and reassuring to see his sponsors and these big companies speak out and say you know what fuck that like that's bullshit we don't support that mm-hmm. Even though, you know, we are a powerhouse in this counterculture, it, we still, like, there's a line, and this is it. I, I guess skateboarding,
0: in that sense, is becoming a little cleaner. Like, you you can't go around just saying dumb shit like that. And, I mean, also, there was the whole Corey Duffel, Stevie Williams thing years and years ago, but that was swept under the rug real fast.
1: Um, and this this instance is, like it's like documented it's like on paper it's in pictures it's all known stuff like some of the other stuff that we all heard about maybe growing up are like is just kind of you know who knows what kind of rumors are flying around you know this is like right in your face yeah exactly so it, it's sad to see that
0: kind of happen to jason jesse but at the same time man you dig your grave that's just all there is to it there's a flip side to call out culture though this shit is like the dark dramatic side of call out culture like the political and racially charged stuff but then there's the call out culture within skateboarding that's just calling out skateboarding and one of the biggest stories in the past Year, but I feel like he, his reputation has only gotten ramped up so much harder, and he's been legitimized way more in the past few months. Is skateboarding's biggest bully,
1: fucking Wecking ball, Instagram personality, well, internet personality, yeah, and I, sh- I mean, I, I guess real life personality, but it's all been displayed on Instagram. Uh, yeah, he has just
0: really fucking. Owned his persona and he hasn't backed down and he sticks to it. And I mean, his tagline on Instagram is most jacked skater, (laughs) which is like, first of all, that's a hilarious thing just to claim. I don't think we should,
1: there's no justice we can do if you are listening to this and you have not seen this guy, we're not going to go into a whole breakdown of who he is. Cause that's not the point of this recap show. Yeah. But so go find this, this guy Wecking ball yeah. on Instagram and go peep it for yourself. But long story short,
0: I just think he's necessary for yeah. skateboarding right now. I mean, ultimately that's why I wanted to bring him up today because you know skateboarding needs people like that sometimes to kind of talk the good kind of shit because yeah i listened to an interview he did on the bunt and he doesn't seem like a bad guy like i don't think he is like a evil person or a mean person i think he's just he says in the interview he goes i just call shit as i see it so If he has an opinion on something, he's just not afraid to kind of come out and say it. And he's not doing it to, like, hurt anyone's feelings or anything. He's just doing it because he can. He can talk a little shit. And now, of course, in skateboarding, everyone goes, oh, well, like... He's talking all the shit. What the fuck has he done? But that's the thing. He He fucking rips, rips, dude. He's really
1: good. It was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he was the one who on his page, he had the manual call out. Yeah, Manny Busters. So the Manny Busters, so like famous clips of you know, from videos and whatnot of all our favorite pro skaters doing Manny tricks. And he, he like kind of zooms in and pauses. if like, maybe a wheel might've touched a little bit. No, yeah, That is scrape. this little, a little scrape. A little scrape. That's so fucking hilarious. We've all thought about that. And we've all seen that in videos and been like, thought about it or like, called it out or whatever but
0: just among friends like, right yeah, yeah. We, we wouldn't dare like we love call day one song that. out on instagram And a lot of the
1: industry <laughs> loves this guy like they think it's fucking hilarious and they're like all over his shit i mean nike sends him shoes <laughs> well yeah he rips and he's getting a lot of attention yeah my favorite clip of wacking ball is when
0: he, he backside flips a fucking set of bleachers off of a kicker ramp
1: I love how. One of the gnarliest things I've ever seen. And he he always compares himself to Josh Kalis. He Um, calls him his cousin. (laughs) Yeah, that's so funny.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's just a super, like, East Coast fucking meathead. meathead. (laughs) And my friend back home describes him as skateboarding's biggest bully, but I don't know, man. He's, I don't think he's like a bad dude. He's just, he's funny. Like I said, skateboarding just needs that kind of person in it, you know? He he brings a whole different element to the table and it's enjoyable to all, as long as you're willing to kind of, you know, you might have to
1: take a punch here or there, but he's claiming his skate, the most jacked skater. And he's claiming he's more jacked than Beeble. (laughs) Yeah, dude. And
0: adamantly, I might add, that's that's kind of his tagline. (laughs) One of my favorites though. Like the first thing I ever saw of him is he's talking about, uh he's like kyle has released a part and there's some manny tricks in it and then he you know rips on him but he says something like kyle walker's so fucking skinny that if he go if he breaks his arm they don't even have to x-ray it they just look at it i mean i don't want to hate on kyle walker because kyle walker is fucking awesome but that's just so funny and I'm sure, I hope K-Walk's had a good fucking ego about it. Like, some he of, could take the hit.
1: Some of skateboarding's best, absolute best entertainment has come from Skateline and Gary Rogers. And look at what he's done with just, like, clowning on the industry and skaters and having fun with it. Yeah. Like, let's let's not take it all so fucking serious. And not to take away from K walks either, because
0: you know what I'm about to get into next. We will be seeing Kyle Walker involved, I'm sure. But King of the Road is dropping in about a month from now. Um, super stoked that they've renewed it once more for a third season. It's great to fucking see. the reception it's been getting on viceland and being on cable i mean it had all the successful ingredients for good reality television from the get-go but this is going to be a good season because we've got element real and foundation as the competing teams and like foundation yeah foundation is like kind of the fun little wild card that they're throwing in the mix there but Hmm. I mean, you know...
1: Good luck with uh, real and Element. I
0: know, that's the thing. Like, Element, dude, Nyjah and Evan Smith alone are gonna fucking...
1: Tyson Peterson.
0: And, yeah, him. And then fucking real. like, between Zion, Ashad, and fucking... K-Walks. K-Walks. Like, we're looking at a pretty good fucking season. And then, like, yeah, I guess who would be the fucking... That's dudes a, on foundation like dakota is like the one that i think of the most but i, I don't know That's that's gonna be the real wild card i, I want to see how foundation will compare to the, i mean those is
1: on like he's on the trip so like what the fuck uh, i don't know because someone like ashad who has so much tranny and street yeah skills, he's an
0: atv i'm
1: still I'm still, as a disclaimer, I'm still not really... I saw the trailer for it, I guess, but I'm still not positive who's even on the teams.
0: I mean, just based on their I mean, rosters. is
1: Niza, a rail abuser and just annihilator, so, you know, that. And then you see a lot of, like you said, the ATV, all the all-terrain the, all skaters do really well on King of the Road. Yeah, you know? and that's kind of the... Magic of it, you know, you have, on every
0: season so far, they've had a couple dudes on each team that can just handle everything. And that's been awesome to see.
1: I'm taking real.
0: Ah, my money's on real. I'm going real. We're going to call it now, real. Or at least that's who we want, maybe because they're Bay Area-based, but I want to see real win it. (laughs) I think they have the most well-rounded skaters. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, the most of them. So...
1: Yeah, they have quite the squad to choose from, holy shit. Yeah,
0: if it was them and then, like, Justin Brock and uh, James Hardy and P-Ram, like, those six could just fucking kill everyone and everything. So it'd be awesome to see. But Nyjia, I mean, he's clearly the big choice right now in 2018, and with that part and him being on King of the Road he has so he's much, already
1: campaigned yeah,
0: so much running for skater of the year he's campaigning already yeah he has so much going for him right off the bat and he's never won it and people will be very critical if he does win it Is you know get
1: one i don't know man the sheckler never got one they're kind of kind of fall one in the same category you know and People are starting to realize that maybe Nija's not so bad, and he's just kind of still a skate rat. Thrasher is always accused of being biased in in their SOTY predictions. Yep. So we'll see. Niaja's been, I mean, come on, like top top five at least the last like handful of years. So. Yeah.
0: So if he if he does some gnarly shit on King of the Road, plus that video part, I think it'll be a shoe in for Sody. But then at the same time, you know, we've talked about Jamie Foy having two covers this year. Now, granted, one of those covers was him for, like, winning Sody last year. But they do give Sodi out multiple times to people. It's happened with Chris Cole and Danny Way. Would Jamie Foy be a potential, like, two years in a row mm-hmm. game changer? Totally. I mean, I don't I can see, see it. I don't see why that's not possible. Yeah. He's already put out video parts this year. Uh, he just shows no sign of slowing down, and he, the same with Kyle Walker. Like he's another person who, granted, what he could do on King of the Road could really propel him forward.
1: Zion's been kind of uh, definitely not in the background, but kind of in that same ish crew. Zion was went on that the Sodi trip with Jamie Foy this past year. Yeah, they usually send him on a trip, and Zion was on there, and he's just been. Talk about like a fucking all-terrain skater. And he's come Holy up so shit.
0: fast too, you know. He was just kind of a name that was whispered three or four years ago, and now he's just one of those dudes. His talent and his name are just undeniable.
1: I'm look yeah. Uh I'm thinking Zion and Jamie Foy are gonna be like heavy contenders. Yeah.
0: And then there's some other people like we we have a couple names written down here one of whom i think is more plausible than the other but like let's talk about the onslaught of like jack Curtin these days yeah like here's a guy who's been in the game for a long time he has
1: fucking remained relevant now years. for 15 years
0: yeah. you know um and a home longer than san francisco years. pro too yeah but the shit he's doing, like, he just seems to be one of those dudes who's getting better with age.
1: Yeah, he's got a dope Instagram account. He keeps tons of footage coming, and he put he posts a lot of, like, older stuff that he's been in. He has just, like, a sick resume, and now that he's on Skate Mental, he has kind of, like, a new, maybe, like, a new life behind him, Mm -hmm. and he's been ripping and just progressing. I consider him as, like, a veteran and an OG and a little bit of a, you know, older skater, and to see him just, like, his skating hasn't aged at all, and he's still, like, his trick selection and the new tricks he's doing, and to see all his footage and the, the skate mental edits, the Aunt Tammy stuff has been really, really dope to see. I don't know, just that progression, that continuing progression is is something else because you see a lot of skaters at this point and, you know, they get kind of like, oh, we we just want to see you skate for the older skaters. We just want to see you skate. Like, that's all. We don't want to see you necessarily breaking your back. Like, let's just see you having fun on a board. Jack seems to be like really really pushing it still he's like a hometown hero in san francisco
0: and i mean i wouldn't consider him necessarily an all-terrain vehicle because he's very
1: much street he's a street skater big time
0: but the way he approaches street skating to me is like very unorthodox and interesting and that's why i think he's so awesome you know Um, amazing
1: switch switch dance skater
0: yeah i would consider him one of those skaters that is ambidextrous and then not only that um, you know, one of the tricks he had in the Spitfire arson department edit was, I mean, he did the fucking nose blunt on the ball at the Island, which is yeah. like, yeah, people prop tiles up relatively regularly and go over those things and people wall ride over them and whatever. But the fact that he fucking nose blunted it again, not really a surface you can nose blunt. It's a big sphere, you know, but he, he did something that nobody else, but Jack Curtin would probably do. And now when it comes to fucking skaters too, that I've been watching the past few years that are like really bring their own flavor to things. I mean, if you don't know Matt Tomasello at this point, y'all probably should start following that fool on Instagram. Cause this is a dude who like, we're talking about shit getting reposted by like skater memes or viral pages. Like he's one of those dudes who gets around a lot on pages like that because he's just got such an unorthodox bag of tricks and such a weird approach to how he uses them. One of the tricks he does often is a uh, years ago the A-Team put out this series of ads where it was all these like tricks that were impossible to do. You know, MJ had something super technical fucking Rodney Mullen had some crazy Casper variation and the idea was like if you could send footage in of you doing one of the tricks they would send you gear or they would lightweight sponsor you I don't know what the real prize was but that's essentially how Chris Cole got hooked up with Rodney Mullen in the beginning so the one trick in there that had always fucked with me was Gershon Mosley did this thing where he like launched off a hip at a skate park and he made the board go upright and caught it in between his legs and like held it for a second and then dropped it and it came back down and he caught it right away and Matt Tomasello does this trick all the time off of like the weirdest little bumps at fucking DIY spots and on the sidewalk he does weird Casper variations and fucking like a lot of like bouncing his board off at of tires to do tricks, which is super weird. He did this great run involving, like, jump like a trampoline, like where he like landed on the trampoline with his board, like and tray flipped off of it. The dude is just unstoppable in doing things that nobody else is doing. And I don't see him being a contender for Sody or anything, but he's just a name that I feel like, he could possibly replace richie jackson in that world in the in the next year or two if like more people start paying attention to him he just has that kind of potential there's room for them both
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's cute that's cute but ultimately there's not enough room for another weird skater in this town (laughs)
0: Ultimately, though, we're gonna figure out Sodi as we see more and more footage coming out. Like, I think King of the Road is gonna
1: be a big There's telltale always that sign, big push from like you know October, yeah. October on. Who's you start seeing more coverage all, all, of all sorts of, a sudden? of video parts dropping, and yeah, we still have some time to figure it out. But it could... Dave Mayhew for Sodi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm for. I'd be
0: totally okay 2018,
1: with 2018, Dave Mayhew Sodi.